Here's to courageous pioneers who understand a legacy is multifaceted. Welcome to our Legacy Planning Podcast, a podcast for leaders and visionaries of all ages. Whether you are an independent entrepreneur or someone who is part of a family business, you too can leave something of value behind for a greater purpose. Perhaps your legacy will improve workplace cultures, seize authentic moments, or inspire others with your talent. Your host, Angelina Carlton, is the founder of Design Your Legacy, a boutique advisory firm based in Beverly Hills, California. She is a mentor and coach to leaders like you and has contributed to Alliance, a philanthropy magazine, as well as to women in family business. She has been recognized by Los Angeles Biz as an LA woman of influence, as well as by World HRD Congress for her work. Remember, you deserve great coaching because your legacy is worth completing. Good morning. Fafa and I are here today to have a conversation about the lessons he's learned in life as well as the legacy he is building in Malta. He will share his stories as well as the steps that he has gone through in defining, developing, and executing his life legacy. So without further ado, Fafa is a board member of the United Peoples Foundation, and he is internationally rolling out a URA system for and on behalf of the people. So without further ado, welcome, Mr. Seglis. Thank you, and please call me Foppe. Okay, will do. So um, we had chatted previous to this Zoom conversation about your professional background, as well as the, the story of your life. And I thought that maybe you would also speak into that for a moment, just to let people who are watching know who you are as a new face. Thank you. Actually, I was uh, starting up in the government in the Netherlands and uh, ended up uh, first as uh, in civil engineering and later doing special projects, special assignments for Netherlands and later on uh, European level. Um, in that time, I learned a lot about many, many branches. One of it was the setting up of Green Investment Fund. And uh, I was uh, appointed in the, um, in the National Banking Forum under the chairman of uh, the Dutch Investment Bank um, as an advisor for setting up the Green Investment Fund. Actually, uh, um, that is one of the things I learned. I always worked with people and for people, not for myself. I always worked for politicians, with politicians, but then I worked especially for the people. The advantage of the people. So what I learned also during my uh, international work uh, in my own company later on, um, I'm now giving back to the people and I'm giving my network back to the people to make their future possible uh, after a disastrous uh, number of years that we call COVID-19. Sure, sure. And your background includes understanding about civil engineering and how to build bridges and roads. And yep. yes, it's a, it's, it's a deep well of knowledge and experience. And, and also, I just wanted to highlight that your last name means traveler. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yes. 
And, it's really funny. Yes. And, and is there any connection to the Dutch East India Company or none at all? Uh, or is it just a Frisian name? It's a Frisian name. And the family I'm born in was uh, doing uh, trade with Scandinavia, uh, bringing peat to Scandinavia and bringing wood to, uh, to Friesland, to Holland. And um, well, that was the basis, of course. So we have a connection that goes ages back to yes. the northern part of Europe. Okay, good, good. So there you are and you're working with um, the government of the Netherlands and the European Union and there's different green projects and they pull the plug on one of them. And so you're at a crossroads to decide, well, will I stay in my lane in terms of my legacy or will I have to rebuild? Will you speak into that moment in your life for a moment, just to, yes. you know, what was your decision-making process or what was going through your head? Because sometimes our paths are easy and other times we're, we're, uh, <laughs> we're challenged beyond our comfort zone. Yes, that's absolutely true. Um, I, um, I was working for the government and at a certain moment, the government did the reorganization and uh, I had quite a portfolio of projects. <laughs> And they dropped the complete portfolio of projects and even the, the signed agreements with other regions in Europe. Doof, like that. Okay. And I said, well, I don't agree with that. So there's probably and a decision at the regions, top. Uh, and other regions uh, of Europe sent uh, letters that they didn't want me to go. But I said, I have had enough. So my uh, wife was at that moment uh, very, very ill. And uh, I uh, told the government, uh, listen, this is not going anywhere. Um, I want you to retire me. And uh, yeah, I want to do that in a good uh, energy, in uh, a good uh, companionship. But if you make it difficult, then I'm going to make it difficult also. So they mm -hmm. retired me within 48 hours and I was very, very happy, which gave me the possibility to go further with my own company, which I already had five years. Mm -hmm. And um, doing the things that I really wanted to do for my heart. Mm. And, and what an interesting crossroads that is because obviously when life is convenient, it is easy, but those are what I call the difficult conversations. Yes. 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 So there you are. Difficult. Yes. It's at one point in your life, you're, you have what you had five houses, right around the world. And then you had to decide, you know, in your conscience, is it business as usual? Or do you recreate something that is more true to your values and in alignment with your integrity? Would you, uh, is that kind of, does that sum it up or? Oh, well, that's a nice question. What shall I say? It is not an easy moment in your life because uh, on the one hand, you grow to that moment that is difficult. On the other hand, you expect the best. And it is an inner conflict what you're going in at that moment. And that inner conflict you can only solve by not making it a trauma, mm. but going into yourself and listen to your, what I then call higher self. Okay. Listen to your inner child and see how you can bring that forward in the next part of your life. And that's what I did. And that was a very strong decision. Yeah, people say that, yeah. Yes, yes. And I, yes, 
And I know that you're kind of touching upon the surface, but in the uh, kind of the gauntlet one goes through when they have to decide, uh, you know, what they're going to choose maybe in the next phase of their life, uh, be- mm-hmm. not knowing sometimes the next five steps ahead of them or the next 10 steps and having to trust on, you know, themselves more than usual or also taking out, a, you know, what I call a leap of faith and trusting the universe. Yeah, right. Now, the point is that indeed I stepped out of my comfort zone at that moment, but um, I did it in a way that a part of that comfort zone kept with me because I was retired. So I got the retirement fund. Yes, made it easier. Um, Yeah, and that's the point. Um, That made it very, very simple to do it and to take the next steps. I felt supported by that. Okay. And feeling supported is very, very important for people, especially after a very difficult uh, few years like we are facing now. Many people uh, are suffering right. and many people don't know <clears throat> the, the path to go. And um, actually, that is what we try to, uh, to make clear for them by, right. uh, by doing the work in the United People Foundation. Okay, good, good. One of the, the conversations we also had before today, uh, this moment, was the concern we had around young people in the next generation and the rising suicide numbers. And the concern, yes, yeah, so do, would you like to speak into that for a moment? It is something that we, uh, we don't like. Nobody likes to see a child committing suicide or want to feel it. It is, it is an extremely sensitive, a very emotional moment. Um, hearing that there are many young people taking this difficult decision. Um, because they feel like- It really makes me cry. Yes, huh? because they feel like they have little to nothing to look forward to. That's correct. Yes. That's correct. They see their, their education vaporize. They see their, uh, their plans for the future vaporize. And um, that means actually that, that we have to help them. We have to step forward and to help them, but also their parents, mm-hmm. to find that path to go. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, we, we already expected these kind of things that are happening now, not, not the COVID thing, etc. but we expected an enormous crisis at a certain moment. We went through periods of many crises. So you can see that something is coming. So in 2003, we set up uh, a group of people who were thinking out of the box about uh, the future. And... Um, At that moment, uh, that was in 2006, I think, uh, Ronald Bernard, the international whistleblower about uh, on the the financial system and more, um, and on the community, uh, stepped forward in that meeting. There were some some 70, 80 people, all uh, entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. creative, innovative, and all seeing the difficulties of the community in general. He stepped forward and he said, he told about his idea, his feeling a little bit about his experience because it was very recent then. And um, after that meeting, um, 
we had another meeting and then he asked me to uh, to help him write uh, the business plan and uh, that ended with a whole group of people to make the business plan of what we call the the bee of joy which is uh, actually a financial system independent from the nowadays system not working with uh, uh, with fractional banking and not working with interest and uh, working with its own currency, mm -hmm. um, which is separate, uh, independent, I said, separate from uh, the other currencies. And it's interesting today because we don't know necessarily with the future if the if cryptocurrencies will be the influence, if the people will have uh, a peer-to-peer -peer network with their cell phones, we just don't know. But one thing we do know is there are people who have been affected by the pandemic. I know some some people call it the pandemonia because it's just, it feels like it's this crazy that never ends. And um, and so here you are and you've been, you know, at, I don't wanna say at the top of the world, but in some ways you, you had access to much knowledge and a, a huge network. And you got to a point in your life where you wanted to give back in order to see the suffering stop. And also, um, you've got such a big heart that at one point you also did philanthropic work in Malta. And what I mean by that is you helped with domestic violence. Do you want to just touch on that briefly? Well, um, yes, briefly, because it's a completely different, uh, different subject. But yes, um, I was shocked to, uh, <clears throat> to see so many aggression and domestic violence in the country where I lived, Malta. And um, uh, with some people, we helped uh, people who were uh, experiencing that or who were, um, yeah, even in a situation that they ended up in a mental hospital. So, right, so it's where I'm pointing the flashlight is that it's tragic and you have the courage to step in and to offer your assistance when many people could just pull the, what I call the hoodie over their head and keep walking and not care and say, oh, thank God it's not me compared to yeah. extending a hand. Thank you for that, but I don't feel like that. I felt it like it was just the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. Um, I think we've also had this conversation before that nobody wants wars and one of the consequences of war for many different consequences in the side effects is that generations can be traumatized. And so yes. when I think about um, the conversations that I have with people about defining, developing, executing their legacies, one of the things that holds them back is if there is a level of trauma within them or within their family, not knowing how to undo that and then being able to move forward, uh, because if they, don't un if they don't unpack it, they can't move forward. So if I if I'm looking at it from a macro perspective or the 5000 foot view or the eagles view, it is something that is always in the background people don't know how to talk about and I just mm -hmm. wanted to highlight for a moment that you were able to walk into situations that are messy and life is messy. And also just because somebody has money, it doesn't mean that they have a guarantee that their life is going to be easier like one of the things we've also talked about. And I think the words you said to me was, yeah, money is wonderful, but there's also many nasty things that can come with money that blindside people. They think yeah. it, it's, um, you know, the grass will be greener on the other side, but it can open up new problems and new obstacles that we might not get the training for in, in a typical school setting or in a case study or a book. It's kind of the school of hard knocks when one is out there in real time. Oh, well, 
you started to say nobody wants wars. It's mm -hmm. indeed, it's a tragedy for many people. All around the world. All around the world, absolutely. Um, later on in my life, I realized that both my parents had a war trauma. And I discovered that late in my life, because as a child, you, you don't even think about that. And this was war trauma because my father fought the Nazis in Germany, mm -hmm. in Germany itself, and came back as an invalid. So mm -hmm. he was uh, uh, disabled when he came back. Um, that and more brought my mother to a difficult way for herself of accepting reality. And my father was very difficult for him to work with that. And later on, I understood he saw it also. But, you know, after World War II, war trauma was not something to be treated. Now people are far more, more, more aware of that. So yes, wars are traumatic. What we do in the United People Foundation is we have our own declaration of peace, which goes beyond the declaration of peace that exists. And we have our own declaration of human rights. We have our 12 points of change and we have the URA platform. Those four points are serving the people to build their own, their own future and we will help them. That is what we do. So actually what we did is um, we were thinking about how economy started in the oldest tribes, in the oldest indigenous peoples. And when you see into that, you see that barter, uh, so exchange of service and trade is very important and was very important and actually is still very important, but hardly acknowledged as a basis. Mm -hmm. We modernized the barter so you... and we combined it with our own currency, the URA, which is based upon labor and hours. Hours of labor is the value of our currency, not gold. We don't need gold. So, gold is actually also labor. Sure. So you've taken your experiences and your knowledge thus far. And if I would say in defining your legacy, it shows up for, for you in your life as this declaration of peace and your collaboration with others to create um, a platform in order to give other people access, education, a chance that might not have um, access otherwise. To make very clear, it's not I that am doing that. You're with a group. I am. I'm very, very happy that I'm involved in this. Ronald Bernard brought me in this, okay. and with a group of people all thinking the same and all fully equal. That's very important. We are fully equal. Okay. We made this happen based upon the love that we feel in our hearts for the people. Okay. And people can put it in a little cupboard like, oh, you're an ideologist, etc. Okay, if you feel that, it's fine. We only want to offer the people hope mm -hmm. and trust based upon love and growing to wisdom. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, wonderful. I, I just wanted to highlight for a moment that um, you are defining your own legacy in being able to put it into words. And it is also a shared legacy, uh, which is very interesting because you get to have others to go with you on your journey compared to some people feeling like um, an island or feeling alone mm -hmm. in finding their way forward. Mm -hmm. It takes incredible, I wanna say determination to not just um, hide in one's life or allow their willpower to be destroyed by external circumstances, you know, regarding whatever level their net worth is um, and to move forward in putting their stake in the ground and saying this, these are the values that I stand for. Yeah. And this yeah, is what I want to build and create. Right. But that is what our whole team actually says. You're, you're wording it very well. Our whole team has that feeling. We carry out that feeling. And actually in every meeting that we have, we, we, we really have fun because we are working on something very positive for the, for the people, for the world. Okay. And uh, no matter where they are, everything is worked out local. What okay. we do is we set up support groups. We call that ambassador groups okay. in the countries who are working from the culture to have the URA platform working for them, for their region, for their country whatever so we are helping the people to set it up and to widen the ink spot <laughs> okay okay wonderful so um how would you say that you get to because you're also a coach your fellow coach how do you how do you think that you're able to reach others and inspire them and i realize i'm putting you on the spot <laughs> um well actually is... we all are we all are doing that by uh, either presentations, by our newsletters, by uh, our our flyers also, and we are spreading that uh, that word actually that that possibility and uh, the potential. Um, actually, over social media and on our, our own websites. Okay. But at the moment, it is like this that that uh, many people are asking us also how do we do that how can we do that how can we use it and how can we form our future um, uh, based upon that there are many people also as a kind of reserve even and that was completely unexpected um, uh, buying uras for the future so that since the ura is not involved in inflation so that they have a kind of uh, backup if something like the inflation is coming, like at this moment, many uh, economists uh, are saying, many newspapers are uh, are uh, writing about that, uh, the, the, the interviews on the television, everybody is uh, making worries about those this, that inflation. So the funny thing is that it has a positive influence. Okay. Right? Yes. And I, I wrote recently an article that's called Thank You COVID. And that sounds very strange right. because my heart goes out to the people who are suffering. But thank you, COVID, is also because COVID made a change happen. It made a change happen in the feeling of people. It made a change in the uh, available social responsibility in the people. Social responsibility in the people grew. They suddenly helped older people who could not go out for shopping. Uh, with, with delivering very simple things and people coming and this together is exactly what we are doing with the ura platform okay so what happens in 
the, in, the, in the whole COVID period, in the people themselves, the growth of uh, uh, social responsibility, helping each other, is actually what we find in our URA platform. And okay. it's not something to buy or to sell or whatever. No, it comes from the heart. And I do realize people have been waking up, especially in the last few years, and asking more from companies, um, even like within the, 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 the niche of luxury brands, they want more, more sustainability, they want more transparency, they, want the, they, they don't want it just to be business as usual regarding where the products come from, whether it's Swiss watches or skincare, or right before we came on, we were talking about the rainforest and the preservation of resources on this planet right now to protect the, the future generations compared to just you know not being you know ideal stewards right now and thinking there won't be effect an effect in the future yes that's true and, and I, I i just wanted yeah. to say also that i i wanted to acknowledge that um, you're able to transform kind of the experiences that you've had and i well as well as i might use the word pain um into giving to others so that that energy does not stay destructive because it's it can be very easy for people to check out or to mimic uh, destructive behavior that they see today because people feel frustrated or they feel in a in a world of scarcity so mm -hmm. i just wanted to acknowledge that because um, you know if trauma can roll downhill like especially within families or even family businesses you know when does somebody decide consciously that they would like to break the pattern and create something different and better so that you know it's almost like an artistic creation um that is you know both healing to one's own soul but then also is it gives in service to others yes yes that's true and then when you do that um looking back in my life you're talking about legacy right yes looking back in my life I feel very grateful what I have learned, both positive and negative. <laughs> so I can bring that message and I'm not the only one. Each of us in the whole team of the United People Foundation does exactly that. Each of us. And also I have to say this, and that is different from anything in the, the let me say it, old community. When you see how the structures are in the old community, it's a pyramid form. And the pyramid is at the top, there is one guy or woman, and there at the bottom, a lot of people. Okay. What we did, we turned the pyramid on its head and we took a hammer and we slammed it flat. Okay. Then we drew concentric circles in every circle is a certain amount of people everybody in every circle can reach the core can reach the center no objections no obstructions everything is there and we will help each other mm -hmm. i think that that's a wonderful business structure because it's taking much of the what i can call the you know, it's a, it's a power structure, but it also removes any potential abuses of power because when people can be equal, uh, their conversations are going to be different. Yes, and, I, and, they, and, start I, in the, and they start understanding each other. They start listening to each other. 
because they're they equal. They start seeing the fun moments. Compared to, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and it's interesting also the number of companies right now that are slowly picking up on that because it just creates healthier work environments. Yes. Yes. That's true. Good, good. So how would you describe the dream or the vision that you have for your personal legacy? And I, and I realize that you're sharing your legacy with a group of people, but what would that vision be if you could describe its ideal five or 10 years from now or a hundred years from now? Let's start with the, the, the short period, five years. Okay. <laughs> um, I feel that since there is a lot of positive development going on, um, I feel that within five years, I would say at least, I'm just guessing, 20% more people worldwide okay. will see the value of social contacts talking with each other, listening to each other, understanding, and also with that, hugging each other. I remember that once I did something very, very peculiar. I made a board and I hang that here. And on that board was free hugs. Okay. And we went with a few friends, all with these boards in the area of, of city on a Saturday, free hugs. Free hugs. People were looking at it. Oh yes, what yes. Okay. <laughs> right. But on the other hand, more and more people came. I want a hug. Okay, come here. <laughs> and and that is actually what I expect more in 20 years or okay. in five years, the 20%. I think in a hundred years, I wish, I wish I'm true, I'm I'm right. Okay. I'm telling the truth about this. I wish that in a hundred years, the economy changed to a cooperative economy and not pure competitive corruption and greed. No, we are growing beyond that. And actually co helps us to listen to each other, helps us to love each other, to understand each other, to have peace and to enjoy our human rights. I because, see that. Okay, good, good. That's a wonderful vision. And, and I think it's a good um, picture to hold in your mind compared to um, the last 100 years, the last 200 years in what wars have done to this planet, what wars and uh, trauma have done to families in um, what I would say it, it trauma can halt the human development of yes. uh, not just an individual, but of a family, of a community, of a country. Um, and I think the human race um, is in some ways uh, very innovative, but I think in other ways it also needs to grow up. <laughs> yep. But one of the side effects of trauma is what I uh, call shell shock. And if they stay frozen, then it doesn't matter how physically old somebody can be if their mind was wounded at one time and doesn't know how to resolve that. So I think it's a beautiful vision that you're, you're holding. And I think especially as, as you mentioned before, um, Young people need to have hope right now, especially that age bracket between yes. 10 and 20, uh, that, teen that teenage group that craves social connection. You know, if you're holding up that sign that says free hugs, you know, they would especially love a hug. Uh, love is the highest 
frequency, it is the highest vibration. Uh, and to overcome the fear, I think that can come with a pandemic on multiple levels. The biggest problem is actually in my eyes, but that's my personal opinion, um, that fear is the most negative influence on us all, not any illness right. or a pandemic or whatever. No, fear. Right. We have uh to acknowledge that. We can use and we can live. We can use fear to make love. And transform it like in alchemy. Yes. And transform that. Because where there is fear in our hearts, there cannot be love. Mm -hmm. Then not, if there's no love in the hearts, there cannot be trust. Yes. So yes. love and trust grow to wisdom. Mm -hmm. So we don't need that fear. We can do without it. Right. I think one of the, the greatest lessons from coaching, and please share your thoughts in response to this, I think one of the greatest lessons in coaching is being able to self-manage in boundaries to say, like, if we walk into a room and everybody is afraid, we can still be at choice and not be afraid in managing our emotions and knowing how to, um, again, um, recognize our internal environment to not just get infected by the fear. Yeah. Your thoughts? That's correct. My thought about that is that when we grow up, we are often not aware and later we become aware that during growing up, we have our inner child. That inner child is our truth. That inner child is without fear. It exists. It enjoys life. It's, it has fun mm -hmm. about everything. Mm -hmm. That is the most beautiful part of life. We all can go back to that most beautiful part. We don't need um, to have a fear of somebody who's poaching animals. Um, it's the other way around. So what we could do is to turn around our thinking and think out of the box. That is the best tip I can give people. Love, trust, and wisdom. And next to that, think out of the box. Mm -hmm. Compared to staying within the box and then it just becomes stagnant. Like insanity, yeah. yes, yeah, the loop around the airport, correct, yes. And I think what you just said also, um, it's really important to rise higher to, to wisdom and to other emotional resources that are available because then fear limits our growth and fear can show up um, in an unwillingness to learn or an unwillingness to get to know someone or um, as in like, if I talk to that person, you know, will I be judged? What if we just like you say, come together, collaborate, unite, and get to know one another. Because I'm still shocked yeah. by the statistics that show that humanity has much more in common than they do different. And yet, um, oftentimes they can fight over things like power and control. And it can, you know, bring out the, like they say, uh, all arguments have to do with power. And I think that there's an element of that that is accurate. But what if we could just rise higher into love and not worry about who is more powerful? you know, who's got the bigger fire truck on the playground or whatever the thing is. Yes. Okay. So, so, right. um, so before we share the video 
that you would like to, to, to have uh, played. Um, I, I'd like to ask what has inspired you or who has coached you if there has been anyone that has coached you on your journey? Yeah, that's a good one, Angelina. My big coach was my father. He showed me after some years that the German people are also loving people. The second big coach was my uncle. I, uh, as a child, was a bit naughty and a bit curious. My uncle said to my mother, hey, uh, let me teach that guy to, um, to be curious and mix things without exploding things. <laughs> So I was lucky enough to be taught in his laboratory <laughs> um, to, and that is that is crucial. In the Netherlands, As a child, I was taught to to think out of the box. Mm -hmm. It's not about mixing and and, and 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 have a bit of a flame drill under that and gassing. No, it was not. No, think out what's going to happen. Now we're going to the to the surrounding area. So that is that is my second coach. Okay. And my third coach was sports. Because sports actually taught me to listen to my own body and to my own body spirit balance. And um, that's still going on. Mm -hmm. Okay, wonderful. I, I hope that you were able to tell both your father as well as your uncle while they were here, their influence on you. Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's a delightful story. Thank you for sharing that. Um, are, are there any other life lessons before I move on to the next question? <laughs> no, let me go to the, to the okay. next question. Okay, please. okay, all right. So as you're um, unpacking some difficult subjects uh, with your associates in the United People's Foundation, and obviously the story that Ronald Bernard has shared online, um, you know, what is it that you would say can bring you inner peace during those moments? When you're face to face with what I call the heavy stuff. Believing in the outcome. Okay. Okay. Believing in the result. Okay. And seeing that at a certain moment, people start to see that result and how, how much it can serve them. In the hope. Hope, love, okay. trust, and wisdom. Okay. 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 Very good. Very good. Okay. So, um, in, and as a coach, is there anything in particular that you have found to be helpful in reaching people, whether the people are um, new to you or they have a hard shell? Let me answer this question with an example. I'm doing, I'm exercising every day. Every day I make a speed hike. And during my speed hike, I meet people. When I started, 
in Malta. I smiled to the people and I greeted them. I got the look when, hmm, that's, cre that's creepy. Oh, the guy stranger. is greeting me. Right, stranger danger. Yes, yes. <laughs> After a year, I was greeted back. After one and a half year, people started greeting me mm -hmm. with a smile. Good. Okay. And that is what I mean. Smile to people. That is really the best way to do it. And put it for, do it from your heart. Right. Do it from your heart. Because that is the energy that you give to people. And that is the love, trust and wisdom that you give them. Mm -hmm. The most beautiful thing is that you always are getting back. You don't even have to ask. I'm not asking for anything. Okay. It's beautiful. Okay. That is lovely. And I think um, it is also kind. Yes. Right. Because you're, okay. you're setting an example. Uh, if you could have a microphone right now and or like a <laughs> megaphone and say a, a message to that age group of individuals between 10 and 20 right now that are struggling, knowing that they might be in a dark place, what would you want to say to them knowing that they're in that age bracket where they can be imprinted you know, for the rest of their life if they're not willing to open their awareness and realize that there is more available to them in this world? Yes, to discover that, you have to open your heart, you open yourself for energies that you normally not see or smell. But open yourself, listen, and zoom out. Zooming out makes it possible to find this D spot where you want to zoom in. Zooming out makes it possible when you have zoomed in to zoom out again. That makes it possible to give yourself the opportunity for an inside out look and an outside in look, a view on what is really happening. Mm -hmm. Based upon that view on what is really happening, that is the basis for your future. Thank you. I think that's an important message to tell to them. And also, I think it's a good practice that they can implement no matter where they are located so that they know that there is more and this is just a and, phase. And Angelina, one thing. The beauty is then that they're going to be the teachers of their parents. <laughs> right, right. Which is interesting right now, because if I think about, for instance, with family businesses, the next gen that is stepping in, they, yes. they have to be able to teach because the landscape is changing so fast and they can't necessarily do things, how things were done a decade ago, a century ago, a generation ago. And that's not to say that, um, you know, everything is scrapped. You, you, you take the best and you move forward, but also, um, it's trusting what you had referred to a moment ago as the inner child within them and the messages that can come forward. And I think a part of what happens when somebody defines, develops and, develops and executes their legacy is that they can reclaim as well as reconnect with their inner child. Yes, that is true. 
and it's even crucial. But because connecting with your inner child makes it possible to take that inner child by hand, reach out your hand, grab the hand and lead that inner child to the path you want to show it. But it is also the other way around because it's always an interaction. The inner child also leads you to that point that can be the cross point of roads and shows you the road to go. Mm -hmm. Good, very good. Um, so um, I think in connection to that, I just, um, I wanted to say something about willpower. I think that when somebody can, what you talked about zoom in and zoom out, it can protect their willpower compared to when we go out into the world and everybody can see it. It's not as if some people are immune to not seeing it. It's uh, what I call the gray faces or as, as if somebody has taken their cupcake away in life. And maybe I see it when I'm standing in line at the post office or I'm you know, uh, running errands. You know, some people, um, this has been a time, uh, you know, this past year that uh, new doors have opened and that's, that's wonderful. I applaud them and I'm happy for them. For other people, it's as if somebody has taken away, um, you know, their access to go to school and to see their, their, their friends and their playmates. Um, or it is a time when, again, it's, um, you know, it's really affecting their willpower. And, and I think that um, willpower is the thing that keeps us dreaming. Willpower is the thing that connects us to believing that our personal core values matter. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, the willpower is especially supported also by sports, but also by meditation. If you want to go into yourself, also to reach your inner child, you can meditate very easily. It's not difficult, you can do it in yoga, you can do it in every possibility that is there. There are many possibilities, there are many ways of meditation. But always within the meditation, take a distance of what is happening around you. Take a distance from the, the so-called reality that, uh, that is brought by, I don't know, maybe your parents, maybe the media, maybe the, the teacher, whatever. And find your inner self during me your meditation. It is uh, willpower that also brings dedication. Mm -hmm. Willpower and dedication are the two pillars on the path to go when you're facing your future. There are always moments that are obstructing, working negatively or whatever. Acknowledge them, put them in a cupboard, close the door and go on. But learn from the elements in that negative energy and transform that to positive energy for yourself so that you can go somewhere, that you have the courage to speak out to a group of people I remember once I was uh, 25 and um, I was in the, in the board of the, of the union in the Netherlands and I had to speak for some 250, 50 people at a certain moment. I had the water in my hands and the water was streaming down my body. I was like, oh God, what's going to happen here? Until 
I was standing there seeing all those people and I had one thought. And the thought was, they don't know what I am going to say. And that helped me dry my hands and speak up. What I can do, everybody can do. Good, good, absolutely. And I think the leadership um, at any age can come forward compared to when we give our power away um, because it's one thing to collaborate, but it's another to give our power away and wait on maybe politicians that might not, you know, uh, pull through for us or uh, giving our power away to any any other individual compared to developing ourselves and developing our skills and developing our capabilities and knowing that it is in all of us, not just in some of us. Correct. Fully okay. Correct. All right. And on that note, let me see if I can figure out how to play this video. Okay. Um, all right, so, and is there any, um, while I figure this out real quick, is there anything that you would like to share regarding uh, why this video is important? I can tell you this. Um, we spent a lot of research to come where we are now. Okay. So the United People Foundation uh, set up the URA platform to help the people define their own future. And especially after this COVID period, it is very important that you see literally that we made it operational for 200 plus countries. So it is rolling out worldwide. Okay. And it is there to help you and we are there to help you use it that is what i want to say so just listen to it find us and connect the secretariat uh, connect with us about how to use it etc it is all on the website and we are not there to sell anything i'm not earning one cent with this i'm a volunteer and I'm doing it from my heart. And so are we all. We are all volunteers doing it from our heart. That is what I want to say. Okay. Use it, please, for you, and, not for us. And this matters to you because it means that more people can get access to what they need compared to finding themselves in a world of scarcity? Correct. There's okay. a, world, a world of abundance waiting for us all. If we are working together and we are cooperating, we are listening to each other, then we understand each other. Love, trust, and wisdom. Okay. Okay. And on that note, I will press play. Okay. Wonderful. And let me just make sure that I uh, pause that. Okay. So it won't just automatically play to the next video. Okay. So um, this is your legacy. This is a part of your legacy. Yes. Part of our legacy. Part of our legacy. Okay. And the just for somebody who's watching who might not know, who would be your ideal, I don't want to use the word customer because you said no money per se changes hands. So who would be your ideal associate? Who would be your ideal partner? Everybody. 
Okay. We are not uh, not kicking out anybody. Okay. What we uh, what we did is in the United People Foundation, we uh, formed uh, a young division. So those are the the young pioneers stepping forward with this idea um, to fill in and to define the path to their future. Okay. Um, with the support groups that we are setting up based upon the benchmark of the support group in England, um, we are uh, attracting a lot more people also working together with other organizations or even other uh, cooperative financial organizations like the very old one in Switzerland is uh, started in uh, in uh, 18 something. I'm sorry, and, uh, what, what, I'm sorry, one more time, what in Switzerland? The old, very old one that is existing, who, are, who is doing this for the small and medium-sized enterprises in Switzerland. Okay. We are doing that also for the small and medium-sized enterprises and for the uh, personal initiatives of people. Um, there are many examples all over the world, small examples, and we need to work together. That is really the best way to do it. Absolutely. Together we are strong. And I, I think it, uh, it ends pain, it ends unnecessary pain. Yeah. And um, when I've talked with different family businesses around the globe, one thing that's interesting is um, they have been especially impacted by the pandemic this past year, and they yes. have to pivot very quickly, be resourceful, not just externally, but also right. internally to not go crazy inside and to figure out how, how do I trade? How do I barter? Who do I network with? What else is out there? And, and also with, in terms of the internet, how do I find other people who are willing and interested in helping me, helping us, and, you know, that it, it just doesn't stay into um, what I call when somebody feels hopeless and then they collapse in on themselves. When somebody can know that they have choices and options, it changes their reality. It changes their mood. It changes their their destiny, and and That's great. just to right to know that there's there are um, people that want good for the yeah. future generations. And the funny thing is also that uh, during uh, the the first period of of COVID, people uh, were not just helping with delivering uh, groceries, etc. It happened also a lot actually and it's beautiful to see that that small and medium-sized enterprises uh, suddenly in, in in just one day in a very short moment all the clients disappeared all their orders dried up there was no money anymore until some of those small and medium medium-sized enterprises joined forces and helped started helping each other by bringing their products to the people offering them online um, uh, getting the ingredients in the right way, because that also stopped. Mm -hmm. And um, those things are exactly the basis of our URA platform. It's exactly the, men, the people, we, we all have it in us. Mm -hmm. So let's bring this out. Okay. And it, especially the, the young people are stepping forward doing that. I think they're some of the loudest voices in the room. Yeah, agreed. Yes. Uh, final question. Uh, what values do you believe you get to honor 
a personal values of yours by executing this platform? Do you get to, for instance, honor um, fairness, justice? Um, what, how might you um, describe the personal values that you get to honor? In the platform, you mean? Sure. As a Personal result of the platform? Sure. Yes. By, by developing and executing your life legacy right now, what personal values do you get to honor? The most important value is opening your heart. Okay. Love. That is a condition, but it's not a condition. Not really. Opening your heart means listening. Listening to yourself. Listening to others. Also loving yourselves. Those are all values that are uh, very easily ignored and very easily put aside or said, that's a soft thing. Talking about love. Why? Love brought me in this world. All of us. So why should I say it's a soft thing? It's one of the strongest things there is. So those are the values. And what I always say is love, trust, and wisdom. Wisdom is the end result. But love and trust are so much connected. Mm -hmm. Trust yourself. Love yourself. Love others. Trust others. Listen to them. Understand them. And respect them. Wonderful. Well, Papi, uh, thank you so much for this collaboration this morning. And I appreciate the stories that you've shared from the heart. And I know that it has been a very... Um, interesting and challenging personal journey that um, has had you arrive to this moment in time to be able to give your energy to this project that you're working on that you hope will not just impact the life that uh, you're living in this lifespan but also many generations to come in the seeds that you're planting around the world with your relationships and your network and I just am delighted that you have had the opportunity this morning to share some of who you are with anyone that will listen to this video. Thank you so much, Angelina, for this opportunity. I'm very, very grateful. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much.